Get ready, because today on the Inside Story podcast, I am throwing a mixed bag of nuts at you. That's right, a mixed bag of nuts. I am calling this Community Cues, because truth be told, I didn't have a plan today. I got through the book launch last week of Elevate Your Voice, and I woke up and like, holy cow, we've got a podcast that we need to release in two days, and I don't have a plan And so what did I do? I go into the Light Beamers community and I say, community, I need your help. And they threw at me a mixed bag of nuts of questions that we could address on the podcast. And instead of just taking one, I decided to take a whole bunch of them and I'm throwing them back to you. So today on the show, it's your community cues and I have got the answers. I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 Light Beamers and Inside Story podcast listeners. Here we are today for another fabulous episode of the show. And I'm really excited to do this one today because I'm going to be fully transparent and fully honest and tell you that before I sat down to record this episode, oh, I don't know, maybe about four hours ago, I put a post inside the Light Beamers community on Facebook and I said, oh my gosh, please help because I was so wrapped up in our book launch last week for Elevate Your Voice that I really didn't plan what I was going to do on the podcast this week. And I normally have the podcast episodes planned out quite a few weeks in advance. But with everything going on with the leading up to the launch and leading up to the release of the book, and then of course the actual launch, and then everything that unfolded even after the launch, the podcast planning totally went by the wayside. And so I woke up today realizing, holy cow, The podcast is coming out in two days and I do not have anything recorded, nor do I have anything planned. What am I going to do? And while I had some ideas sitting on the shelves, you know, I definitely keep a running tab of ideas that I could bring to the table to the Inside Story podcast. I thought, no, this will be a great time to check in with the community and, and just find out what sort of things do they want me to talk about? What sort of questions do you guys have? And so literally about four or five hours ago, that's exactly what I did. I went into the community and I asked for your questions and you guys delivered. Oh my gosh. So I am bringing some of those questions to you today and we're going to be discussing all of the fun answers. Now we have some 
some fun questions, some interesting questions, some important questions. And I think that all of them um, are going to be quite revealing and fun for us to discuss. But first, before we dive in completely to all of the community questions, I do want to take a minute um, before we get too deep into the episode today. And I just want to say a big thank you to all of you out there that supported the launch of Elevate Your Voice, our new book that just was released on Amazon. Whether you cheered us on, whether you purchased a book, whether you shared it on social media, whether you have written a review on Amazon, whether you have became a Kiva champion and you bought five or more books to help support our cause with Kiva, there was just so much that went into to launching this book and to writing this book and to producing this book and to publishing this book and gathering the women for this book and like holding it all together for nine months. I mean, there was just so much that went into it. And to see what unfolded on launch day, I have to, I have to give a praise report because on April 6th, the day that we launched this book officially into the world and invited all of you to support us on Amazon by buying your copy and sharing it with your friends, what we were able to accomplish was pretty extraordinary. We were listed in eight categories in or on Amazon um, in the U.S. And in all eight categories, we landed in the top 20 of those bestseller books. Specifically, we hit number 17 in spiritual self-help. We hit 17 in personal transformation. We hit number 13 in love and loss. Number 11 in emotional mental health. Number 9 in death and grief. Number 2 in business mentoring and coaching. And drum roll please. Number one in midlife management and number one in women in business. Oh my gosh. And I have to tell you that that last category, women in business, for some reason, that's the one that, well, of course, because we hit number one, but that was the one that I feel um, is the most meaningful because all of the women inside, all of the authors inside Elevate Your Voice are women business owners. They are out there, you know, putting their work into the world as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, leaders, and all of our Amazon royalties and proceeds are going to go to fund our Kiva projects, which are specifically geared towards helping and supporting other women in business. So for our book to hit number one in the women in business category, just said to me and said to all of us that these voices matter in not only in the world, but specifically in the business world and that these business women um, are respected and valued and like their stories matter. And of course, I knew all of that intellectually, but just to see those numbers come through really meant so much. We also broke into the top 50 ranks of all books sold um, in Canada. And this is especially powerful because, um, you know, only one of our authors was an international author. So outside of the U.S., which was Leanne Smith from Canada. 
And so with just one author representing all of Canada, we were able to break into the top 50. So that just says to the rest of us, to our friends and family and supporters who are in Canada, that you, you showed up for us as well. And we're so, so appreciative. Now there's one stat that I haven't shared yet with you that really, gosh, I'm here seven days later from our launch and I still cannot wrap my brain around this one, you guys. This one is so significant that out of all the books sold on Amazon on our launch day, which generally speaking, right, and we're talking um, again, U.S. Amazon, of all the books sold on Amazon that day, Generally speaking, we're talking that's that's in the millions and millions of books. I mean, Amazon does quite the business on a daily basis selling books. Of all the books sold on April 6th, the day we launched Elevate Your Voice, our book ranked number 820. Number 820 out of the millions of books purchased and sold and distributed that day. 820. It is mind-boggling. I, I think that was the one that surprised me the most. I didn't even, I didn't even conceptualize going into this launch ranking among all the books sold on Amazon. I mean, in hindsight, I should have put that as a goal because who knows what we would have done if we'd really like manifested and gone after that and really claimed it. But the fact that it happened without us really even putting that to the forefront of our goals and our conversation and our and the push that we made, um, the fact that we hit it and we hit it so significantly, number 820 out of all the books sold on Amazon on April 6, 2022. I mean, it's just extraordinary. And again, that just goes back to to say thank you to our community at large. Thank you to all of our new uh, community members, people that are discovering us as a result of this book, of someone sharing this book with you, or you seeing it on social media, or a friend posting about it, or talking about it, or maybe you attended a book signing with one of the authors, and now you're discovering more about Light Beamers and what we do here, and, and maybe even landing here now on the podcast to find out more about storytelling Oh, and the value of your story. And it just, the thought of all of that is just, um, it's overwhelming, but it's also extremely gratifying and super exciting. So again, um, our book is, you know, we are, we're not going away. The book is still on Amazon. You, if you haven't picked up your copy yet, please go to Amazon today, search for Elevate Your Voice purchase your copy today. It's myself and 13 other women authors, women business leaders who have written their story. This is not a business book, but it is, it's all of these other things that it's women in business. It's midlife management. It's business mentoring and coaching. It's death and grief. It's emotional mental health. It's love and loss. It's personal transformation. It's spiritual self-help. It is all of that and a bag of tricks. Let me tell you, because this, these are the types of stories that our, our authors wrote about in their chapters. And you need a copy of this book on your nightstand so that you can dive into our stories one by one and let them 
reach you and teach you in a way that you need to receive today. So go and buy the book. And again, all of our Amazon proceeds and royalties are being funneled over to kiva.org where we are taking every penny we make from this book online and we are supporting other women in business by funding microloans to help them start and grow life-sustaining businesses that will help them break generations of poverty, abuse, um, non-lack of education, whatever it may be in their life. These women are moving forward with their lives. They need help and support. We're funding their microloans to help their dreams come true of starting and or growing their business by getting funds they need for training and support, whatever it may be, to just keep passing it on. Like we have been so blessed and we will continue to bless others through the efforts of this book, Elevate Your Voice. And in doing that, we get to elevate other women's voices in the process. And I'm so, so, so proud and honored to do this work. And I'm excited to continue sharing it with you. So that's it on the book launch. I wanted to give you that praise report. I, I'm so thankful. In fact, I've been even looking into that number 820 because I feel like there's got to be a significance to that. And I haven't, I haven't found it yet. I feel like, you know, somehow just the Holy Spirit and God showed up that day. Well, of course he did, but I don't know. I just feel like, is this biblical? What is the reference to 820? I've been pouring into Google. I've been pouring into my Bible. I've been looking at different um, meanings of 820. If, if one of you know anything of around the significance of 820 or if it's a scripture or a verse or anything, send it to me. I want to know because I feel like there's a message in that number that we hit 820, the top 820 out of all the books sold on Amazon that day. I mean, it's just incredible. So anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Okay. So now I want to get into the community cues. That's what we're doing today. Really on the podcast is answering your community cues. And this was like, I said, no holds barred. Like when I put the post inside the light beamers community, it was just like, literally throw it at me. What do you want to know? We can talk about storytelling. We can talk about visibility. We can talk about books. We can talk about speaking on stages. We can talk about building community, growing businesses, all things positivity and all things yellow, like whatever it is, throw it at me. And of course you all did just that members of the light beamers community came through with some awesome questions and we're just going to, this is just going to be a mashup. I'm just going to run through a few of these. I've got a nice list here and it's a big, uh, just a, like I said earlier, it's a mixed bag of nuts. So there's real, no real theme to this podcast. There's not one single lesson you're going to walk away learning. Hopefully you'll learn a few things and be entertained a little bit along the way as well. And if you do not know, if you are new here and you do not know what the Light Beamers community is, let me just tell you, that is our private Facebook group. Um, it is free to join. We are a beautiful community of, uh, of supportive, encouraging, non-judgmental souls who are here to really investigate and excavate and explore uh, our stories. And so I personally, with my, the help of my team, 
we lead that group and we put story prompts in there and we do storytelling challenges from time to time. We um, offer up opportunities for you to go live in there so that you can connect with more people and that just together through the power of sharing our story, we build community together. And that community, oh my gosh, that community just launched a book is what we did. I mean, that community just launched a best-selling book on Amazon. So, I mean, we're doing a lot of amazing things in there. And if you are not a member of the Live Beamers community, please go join today. Go to www.livebeamerscommunity.com. That will redirect you straight to the Facebook group so that you can join it. And once you get in there, send me a private message and say hello or tag me on a, a post and say that you are here because of the podcast. And um, I would just love to say hello personally to you. Okay, let me start with the first question because I think this is a really good one. <laughs> and we're just going to go straight for the jugular. We're not going to start off with the easy ones. We're going to start with a hard one. And this um, question comes from Ashley. And she asks, how do you handle the pressure to do all the things? Which just totally made me laugh when I saw her question because I'm like, oh, do you mean like on today, a day like today? When I'm at basically coming forward and saying to all of you that I, I, I've, I've not planned well, I've, I don't have an, a podcast idea, I'm not prepared, I don't have it together, and I've got to have a podcast out on, you know, out on Apple and all the other platforms that we are on in two days. And I haven't recorded anything, and my editor is patiently waiting for me to get something over to him, and... My team is patiently waiting for me to deliver the goods so that they can do their job, yet I got nothing. I got nothing over here, people, so please send me your questions. So, Ashley, yes, how do I handle the pressure to do all the things? Well, number one, I I don't. (laughs) I think that it's so unrealistic to think that we can actually handle all the things. And so, even in that, while, yeah, I'm, I'm... There's a, I don't know, okay, yeah, there's some pressure, but that's self-induced. I mean, I'm putting pressure on myself to have a podcast out by Wednesday because that's just the expectation I have set forth for myself if I'm going to host a podcast, right? Would Would the world stop if I didn't publish an episode this week? Absolutely not. Would it be easy for me to say, oh, you know, I had such a big week last week, we launched the book and you know, I'm really tired and I'm, I've not planned well and I'm going to give myself a hall pass this week and I'm just not going to record anything and we'll skip it this week and we'll be back next week. Could I do that? Absolutely, I sure could. And a lot of people do. But that's not the deal that I made with myself when I decided to host and launch, to launch and host a weekly podcast. And it's not the deal that I made with you, the listener. Like, I made a deal and to me, I got to hold up my end of the bargain. And along the way, I'm going to encourage you to hold up your end of the bargain with me. Like I agree to be here every week, you know, delivering content that I hope will serve you in some capacity. And, And my ask of you is that you're here tuning in and that you're sharing the podcast, you're giving it a review, you're giving it a rating, you're, you know, sharing with me in the DMs, different things that these podcasts, you know, that are, that they're doing for you, that you're learning from it, that you're communicating with me. I need to know that. 
And I can go into the community on a day like today and say, give me some help. Like, you know, so number one is I have an obligation to do this. And so I don't put pressure on myself to do that. It was just, it's a deal I made with myself and that is important to me. Now, how do I handle all the things and some of the pressure that goes along with it? Well, I don't know if you heard some of my answer, but like I have a podcast editor who's waiting on me. I have a team that's helping me do this. I went to my community and I asked for help from you guys to help give me some ideas of what I could talk about on the show. And let me tell you the secret to all of this is outsourcing. The secret to all of it of doing all the things is that I don't do all the things. I am not capable of doing all the things. The only person I know that truly is capable is God, right? Like, and none of us are God. None of us are um, in, we don't have that max capacity. And so we have to realize that we're human and we have to ask for help and we have to set realistic standards and boundaries around what can we do and what are all the things going to mean to us. And so I just want to keep that really real, that I don't do all the things. I don't even pretend to do all the things. I am blessed to have a team that supports me. I am beyond blessed to have an amazing, talented group of people that run Team Light Beamers with me. And they are equally a part of this mission and they are equally responsible for this company's success and all the things that we deliver to you as part of being our audience members, our community members. But even in the beginning when I was, you know, launching light beamers and, and perceivably doing all the things, I promise you I wasn't because even then I had to pick my battles and I had to choose I had to make priorities and I had to make choices based off those priorities. And I promise you, there were a lot of things that got left behind, that got forgotten about, that got, that got, were left undone, that never got done. And, you know, over time, as you grow, you're able to outsource. And I'm going to actually, some of the questions that came up today, I felt like a lot of my answers were around outsourcing. And I'm going to actually do a whole podcast episode on outsourcing because it is something really, really, really important we need to be discussing. Um, it's not really super storytelling based, but I'm going to share a bunch of my stories with you about what it's done for me, what it's done for my business, what it's done for me personally. Um, but I'm going to do a whole episode on outsourcing. But just suffice it to say that you got to remember that you've got to go get support You've got to reach to those that can support you either voluntarily, so friends, family, spouses, uh, sisters, <laughs> cousins, children, you know, and in the beginning, I employed all of those people. I was like, I need your help here. I need your help there. And then as I was able to grow and bring on team members, I've continued to outsource. But that is how we handle all the things is that we don't. We get help. Okay, the next question, and I'm just going to go in order because this is going to help us like hop around and keep it spicy. Okay, the next question is from Rachel, and she asked, why the color yellow? 
And I love this question so much because there's a real story here, you guys. And, and really the whole story around yellow is an illustration to you on how you can incorporate storytelling in your world. Okay, so pay attention to the answer because this one is so good. So most of you know that I use the color yellow in almost everything that we do here at Light Beamers. It is a significant color in our brand and I use it, I use it all the time and you'll often see me wearing the color yellow. I really do love the color yellow and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. If you don't know, if you're new here and you don't know about this, just know that you know, this is what I do. I incorporate the color yellow into everything. So you're always going to see it as part of our branding. You're always going to see me using it on social media. You're going to find it on our website. You're going to find it inside our courses. I mean, there is a splash of yellow in everything that we do. And that was very, very intentional. So in the very, very beginning, when I was launching Light Beamers, coming from the background that I have in media, I have done a lot of um, branded storytelling in my career, and I understood branding. Even though I don't have a brand, I'm not a graphic designer, I don't have a branding um, or marketing degree of any sort, but I've sort of danced in that world enough to understand branding, and I knew that I needed to establish brand colors and that I would need to commit to them fully so that I could make an impression when I go out into the public so I can get people's attention. And when I thought about light beamers and what I, my mission here at light beamers to encourage more of you to figure out ways to share your story and use our tools and resources and programs and coaching to help us, to let us help you sh show you how to do that. I wanted you to get this simple message that when you share your story, you shine a light. That we do this in a positive way at Light Beamers, and you can too. And that your story shines a positive light out into the world. Even the stories of darkness that you're all carrying around with you, stories of pain and suffering and loss and grief and heartache and hardships, all of those stories carry the potential to shine a light into the world. And when I think of that light, I think of, sunshine and flashlights and happiness and the color, the golden yellows. And so that color yellow to me represents the positivity that our stories emit into the world. And so I very specifically chose the color yellow, not only because I like the color yellow, it's not about what I like. It's because I wanted the color yellow to tell a story. And I wanted it to represent what I know our stories represent when we shine them out into the world. And so over time, because I have been consistent with using the color yellow, that yellow has become a story. You know, the very fact, Rachel, that you asked me, the, you know, why? Why the color yellow is because you know I use it. You see it everywhere. It is, it is something that you associate now with me and with light beamers and all of the work that we do here. When you see the color yellow, you think of light beamers or you think of me. And that's a story that's being told without words. When I put the color yellow out there and I post pictures of me wearing yellow or I share, you know, a, a story about a client sending me a pair of yellow earrings in the mail as a thank you 
uh, which actually, you know, happens. And it's amazing when people send me gifts in the mail and they're yellow, they're yellow, they're always yellow. It tells me that you are, you are getting that story. You may not even realize it's a story being told, but using a, a color like that allows me to tell a story without even using words. And so it's a really powerful lesson on storytelling for you, for you guys listening that you can do this too. You can look and maybe it's not a color. It might be an emblem or a symbol. It might be, uh, you know, some sort of logo or something that you put in your branding or something that you show up with all the time. Or it might be a totem that you talk about or a saying that you say all the time. It might be a phrase that you use over and over and over again. But whatever it is, you know, make sure that that becomes so heavily used and so pervasive through everything that you put out there that it becomes a sub story of your own story. Like it becomes synonymous with the story of you, your brand, your business, your persona, your platform, your mission, your ministry, whatever it is you're doing. You can take what I've done with the color yellow and mimic that and create something that you can latch onto to make your own as well. But it's a really powerful lesson in storytelling because I will tell you that yellow is is now attached at the proverbial hip of light beamers. Like we're never going to depart from the color yellow because it has become so synonymous with what we do here. And when you see the color yellow, you cannot think negative thoughts. I dare you. Go stare at the color yellow for 15 minutes and think of something negative. I mean, you can't do it. And so I want it to be a constant reminder that when you share your story, you shine a light into the world. And that light is a positive influence and can make a positive impact on other people. And that positive influence and impact will get reverberated back to you and it will shine a light back for you. And that is why we use the color yellow. Rachel also asked, you teach others how to tell their story. Can you share insights on how you draw stories out of others? And this is such a great question. I feel like it probably deserves its own podcast episode too. So I promise to elaborate on this one because I feel like this really is its own podcast episode. Um, So we will be bringing that to the Inside Story podcast soon. But to give you a short answer today, I'm going to give you the answer in two short words. Okay, two words. (laughs) The number one is ask. And then the number two is listen. So the best way to get stories out of other people is you've got to ask questions. You've got to lean in and get curious. And I often say that storytellers, really, really great storytellers, are just really curious people. They're curious by nature. They lean into their curiosity. When they hear a question in their head, they ask it. They don't let it just float on by. And so in your day-to-day conversations with people, how can you draw stories out of them is Rachel's question. And the answer is get curious. Ask questions. Ask questions. Number one, you've got to ask questions. You've got to get curious. And so when you're in those daily interactions, you 
and these go, these go hand in hand with asking and listening. Sometimes you have to listen first so that the questions can come about, right? Once you're listening to someone speak or share or communicate in some way, then you can listen for that curiosity cue. And if you have a question that kind of bubbles up inside, like, oh, I wonder why she does it that way. Or I wonder how that makes her feel. Or I wonder what the history is, is of this. I mean, these are all like simple little questions that might come up, come up. Then you need to ask that question. Just ask that person that question. I think that a lot of times people don't know how to draw stories out of other people because they don't really understand how to communicate. You don't really understand how to just be in communication with other people. And it really always is going to boil back down to these two words, two actions that do go hand in hand. You've got to ask and you've got to listen. Sometimes you have to listen first and then listen for the questions and then you ask your questions. Sometimes you ask your questions and then you got to close your mouth and you got to listen for the answers, right? Because when you're listening at that point, you're going to get information that's going to inform you about clues about someone's story. And then you're going to be able to ask the follow-up questions that's going to allow you to go deeper and deeper and deeper and keep excavating that story from that person. But it's, it's really, it's really pretty simple, but it might take some practice of just listening and asking really good questions. And again, back into the Light Beamers community, if you go look at some of the prompts that we share inside the Light Beamers community, man, those are golden eggs right there. You could take those prompts that we share every week and then just share them with the people that you're in communication with, the person that you're trying to draw stories out of, the person that you're trying to get to know better. Um, I happen to know Rachel leads a very powerful and strong and magnificent team of Mary Kay representatives, beauty consultants. And so Rachel, you might be asking this question because you're trying to figure out how to get to know members of your team better and how to cultivate community by getting team members to share their story. And I would just say to you, use all of the free resources that we have inside the Light Beamers community um, and probably even some of the paid ones that you've paid paid for in the past because you've been a previous client, but they're all there right? They're all there. And those are going to be great prompts for you to use. They're going to be great prompts for you to use to help pull, to find the questions to ask, basically, to find the questions to ask, and then be sure to put on really good listening ears. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go deeper on that one because uh, there's some real tricks of the trade of, around asking questions and inter- interviewing and pulling stories out of people. I'll do an, a full episode on that, but I, I really appreciate the question. I think it's an excellent one. I do focus a lot on teaching other people how to share their, their own story. We haven't talked a lot about how to work with other people to pull the story out of them. Um, and that's an important skill set to have as leaders in our world, right? We have to be leaders. As storytellers, we have to be leaders. And to be a leader, you have to ask great questions and you have to listen. Okay? I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, back to, this is one around our book launch. And this one comes from Leanne Smith, our our Canadian friend and fellow author from Elevate Your Voice. And I love this question. What was a limiting belief that you had to smash or that was smashed? Excuse me. What was a limiting belief that was smashed during the book launch? 
this is such a good one because I did a whole podcast episode last week. So last week's episode, you can go check it out if you haven't listened to it yet, which is a lot of the inside stories of my own journey uh, to becoming an author, to becoming a published author in Elevate Your Voice. And I talked about some of my own experiences, but I didn't specifically talk about any limiting beliefs. And so I really like this question a lot, Leanne. And I would say the one thing that I've thought about since getting your question, if I'm being really honest, which I I want to be, I'm going to be really honest with you. All of those stats that I shared at the beginning of this episode, I don't, I think I had a limiting belief well, I had a limiting belief. I'm just going to say it. I had a limiting, a limiting belief of exactly how far we would be able to go on Amazon. I felt that we could probably get into bestseller status. And I thought we would definitely manage to hit number one in at least one category. But I didn't fully conceptualize being listed in all eight categories and landing in top 20 in all of those categories. I really didn't think, I didn't have a strategy. I didn't think through like Canada and how to get into the top 100 in Canada. I think that was a big limiting belief for me because I thought, well, it's just Leanne. I mean, we don't have a lot of people in Canada sharing it other than Leanne and a few really amazing light beamers that are in my community And of course, a few friends that some of the other authors had that lived in Canada. But in the grand scheme of things, that was just a handful of people, right? Plus Leanne's following. And so I didn't know if it was going to be enough. Um, And I I think I had a limiting belief around that. And so I didn't set a really big goal personally about what we could do in Canada. And I'll have to tell you, going back to that stat that I shared about us hitting number 820 and all the books sold on Amazon that day, I can assure you that was a limiting belief. I did not even, I didn't even put that into the vortex, you know? And so let me tell you, all of those limiting beliefs that we, we could only go so far as 14 women and our collective communities combined I had a limiting belief that that was going to take us far and we were going to do some really amazing things. I definitely believed that and I believed that fervently, but I had a limiting belief as to how far we could really take it. And that was smashed. That was utterly smashed during our launch. And the other thing that blew me away, even though I know, I kind of know this because I live in this world of social media and marketing and you know, sharing stories and things like that. I know the power of storytelling, but I still was pretty amazed at how our book was being shared with so many other people in a domino effect. You know, one person would share and then, you know, people would see that share and then they didn't even know who these women were and they were sharing it. And so the way our book got shared from people that were so far removed from this project, from the book, from our collective communities as a whole, they didn't have a clue who Light Beamers was. That was pretty much astounding to see um, that unfold. And that was, it was beautiful and it, it blew my expectations out of the water. So I love that question. I, I fully admit that I had some limiting beliefs and I'm so grateful <laughs> that I was shown how wrong I was. And um, that it's a reminder that our limiting beliefs are 
not what gets us there. It's the power of community. It's the power of people. It's the power of the divine. It's the power of, you know, truly the divine. That's why I'm digging into that number 820 because I think there's a message there and I'm going to figure out what it is. But truly, the our limiting beliefs are just a reminder of our humanness and our limiting limited capabilities but it's when we really pull together as a collective a collective force a collaboration book allowed us to do that building and and connecting our communities so it was like my community connecting with Leanne's community connecting with Deb's community connecting with Brittany's community you know connecting with Tessa's community and so on and so on that is way more powerful than any limiting belief that I could hold on to. And that's such a reminder for all of you out there is how are you leaning into the power of community in your lives and in your business? Because I promise you, it's magic. It is magic. And I don't think most of us utilize it near enough. We don't rely on it. We don't, we don't make those asks. Um, and just asking sometimes you'll be amazed and how people will show up for you. We were utterly amazed by how people showed up for us during the book launch. And it, we're so grateful. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a couple of more here. There were a couple of questions asked. Uh, one from Melinda and another one from Leanne. But they were really kind of the same question. And it basically was, what is my go-to way of unwinding? And what does being slow and present mean to me? And I'll... I think those are kind of the same question, but they're actually a little bit different. But my go-to way of unwinding is always getting out in nature, um, get, stepping outside. I do. I live. I live and breathe and and work inside this house a lot because I work from home. I run this business from home, and I'm in my home a lot. And this was true even before the pandemic, but even more so after the pandemic. And um, it has become very apparent to me that getting outside, getting outside, breathing fresh air, getting outside, getting vitamin D, getting outside, getting some exercise and moving my body, getting outside and feeling, um, just being grounded in nature and feeling uh, connected to something that is not, that is, that is not, I don't know, like, I guess kind of tangible, you know, just being connected to, again, spirit and divine, um, just God, really, that, that is always something that helps me unwind. That is my number one go-to. And, and, and coupled with that, I would say journaling. Journaling has always been a way that I can decompress my brain that I can do my brain dumps, that I can unwind the brain. I mean, there are days that I get wound up pretty tight. And so if I can get outside and take a walk, and if I can get my hand inside my journal with a pen, I can usually work myself um, out. And that goes to, to the other question of how, to, how what does being s slow and present mean to you? It means those things. Being slow and present means I need to get into a space where I'm grounded and I have unwound myself from the day that I can breathe. I can take a deep breath. Um, most of the day, if you really stop and check in with yourself, we're not taking deep breaths throughout the day. So getting slow, being slow, uh, being present, 
means shutting off the noise, um, not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future, but being truly in the moment with people. And man, let me tell you, that is a hard one for me. Being present is something I really, really, really have to consciously work on because my brain is always in the future. My brain lives in the future, you guys. And it's maddening sometimes because uh, the future is unknown, you know? And when my brain is constantly in the future, I'm projecting what could be or might be or should be instead of just being where I am in the moment. And so I have to work really, really, really hard on that one. I have to just... I don't even know how to tell you that I do it because I, I don't know that I do it that well. I really have to work on this one. I think it's just, I think it's just at the end of the day, paying attention to where was I present? Where was I not present? Where was my anxiety level? If my anxiety level was like through the roof, then I, that is a clear sign to me that I was living in the future. I was living in the future that day and I was not present. I was not taking in gratitude. I was not taking in the people that I love. I was not present during dinner conversation. So sometimes I just have to do those check-ins. You know, am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling crazy? Am I worried about things? Am I feeling manic? If any of those questions have a yes followed with that answer, right? If the, if the answer is yes, then that reminds me I got to get back into the present. I've got to slow down. I've got to go get into nature. I've got to unwind my brain. And I've got to just focus on being. I don't have to do anything. I just get to be. I don't have to prove myself. I just get to be. I don't have to go create something new. I just get to be. And um, honestly, it's hard. It's just, it's very, very, very hard for me. Because my brain never shuts off. It just, it, it really never shuts off. It does shut off when I get out in nature. Um, and I go for a walk. And I sit in time of silence, meditation, and prayer, um, and I get into my journal. So that is what my go-to ways to unwinding and getting, slowing down and being present. Um, that's how I do it. Becky has another great question, and I'm going to keep going with these because these are so good. I've got, um, I'm going to do two more. Okay. Okay, and actually I lied. I'm going to do three more. So this is going to get to be a little bit of a longer podcast, but hang with me because these are fun. Okay, Becky asked, um, and Becky is someone that is also a newly newly minted author, Becky Burroughs. It was in our book, Elevate Your Voice, and she listens so regularly to the podcast. Hello, Becky. I know you're here listening. I appreciate you so much. Um, You say... Um, that I mentioned last week on the episode, the episode that I was talking about the book launch and I was sharing my kind of behind the scenes, my own author journey, that I made room for new things like the book project by deciding to stop other things. So you wanted to know what was the criteria I used to decide what to stop doing um, and or how did I decide what sort of things to hand off to my team. And this goes back to my uh, kind of commentary earlier about outsourcing and how important it is. And, um, this was another question that kind of led me into that direction that again, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on outsourcing because it's so critical, 
But I want to get to this this part of your question, Becky, about how what was the criteria that allowed me to allow new things into my life and into my business, like the author program and the producing of this book. And then how did I decide to let other things go or to stop doing other things? And the answer on this one's pretty simple. And it's when things are a hell yes, then that means I have to start looking for where are the no's, right? And when this book project came my way and the fairy godmother of Lynette Pottle landed it in my lap, plopped it into my lap, it was a hell yes, full body yes, no questions asked. Yes. It was so obvious to me. And, and I, you know, talk about this even in the introduction of the book, um, because I felt God had really called me forward this, that year to elevate women's voices. And I didn't even know what that meant. And I didn't know what that was about. And when the book project came, I was like, oh, that's it. That's, that's how we're going to elevate women's voices in a way that I've never done before. And so it was so obvious that this was my next step at Lightbeamers. This was my next level that in order to make room for the book project, then I had to immediately stop and assess, okay, where are my current no's? That means, you know, if I make room for this, something's going to have to go off the plate or I'm going to have to outsource it to someone else or it's going to have to become someone else's responsibility. And so that's how I did it. That's how I made room in my calendar. I mean... Becky, as you know, this was an intense project. I mean, we were on a lot of phone calls and there were a lot of coaching sessions. There was a lot of um, editing. You know, I was writing for the book while also being a coach in the project. It meant a lot of my focus and time, but it was, I, I never begrudged a moment of it because it was always such a powerful yes to me. And so I think the lesson for you is to lean in and really listen for the yeses. And I know you're such a spiritual, connected creature, uh, Becky. I'm speaking directly to you. But anyone out there listening that has the same question, that you've got to really listen for the yeses and listen to those God whispers. Listen to your intuition. And when it's a yes, then it will be easy for you to find the no's because you're going you're gonna to realize there are some things that you're doing that you can either stop doing altogether you can delegate it to someone else or you can outsource it or you can restructure, you know, like you just get to revamp things. One of the things that I have revamped recently is the way that I work with people one-on-one because one-on-one clients are amazing to have. I mean, holy cow, I love having one-on-one clients because we get to customize and make some magic together that is truly special. Yet, they're also very time-consuming because it's a one-to-one model, right? And so, one of the ways that I have made sure that I maximize my one-on-one clients, number one is I increased my prices. You know, I increased my pricing to my one-on-one fees and I just make no apologies about what I charge. And I restructured the way that we do calls. Like, most coaching programs out there are going to say, oh, you're going to do bi-weekly calls and it's every other week. And, and listen, I subscribed to all of that for a long time and I did, I did programs like that for a while. But I have decided that I don't have to do it that way anymore. That I can structure my one-on-ones and the way that I work with people completely different. 
So now I'm removing the number of calls that I have on my calendar and I'm consolidating them into longer calls on one day. And I am loving it. So sometimes it's restructuring things. It doesn't mean you have to delete it or delegate it, but sometimes you get to restructure it. You get to reimagine it. And so it might not be a hard no, but it's like, no, not the way we're doing it now. But it can become a yes if we change the way we're doing it. So I hope that that helps give you some ideas of how um, how I do it and maybe will be fruitful for you to to use some of that same criteria. Okay, Julie asks, what has been the best thing about your recent move? I love this question because this is going to get deep. <laughs> oh, so if you don't know, I recently moved. My husband and I were able to snag a little piece of dream heaven, a, po- a piece of property that had an older home on it that we have been uh, going through the remodeling phases and doing some projects. And I think we're going to be doing projects here <laughs> for the next five years, but that's okay. We're in love with the property. We're in love with the house and we're really enjoying making this place our own. And we're thankful for it because we moved in uh, the time of some craziness in the market and just everything that's going on in the world. And we were able to uh, pick up something that felt really um, spacious and um, perfect for us. It was actually something that we had had on our vision board. So we had been holding out for this dream for a while. And because we were patient, we were able to find um, exactly what it was that God wanted us to have. And here we are. And it's been amazing. But one of the best things about our move has been, honestly, the purging process. And obviously, when you move, you go through all your crap, right? You got you to gotta box everything up and you've got to be intentional about when you're putting your hands on it. Is it really worth you putting it in that box so that... When you get to the new house, you're going to actually have to put your hands on it again. And when you unpack it, and then you're going to have to find a place for it in your new home. That takes a lot of intentionality. And I love that work. Now, some people move by just throwing everything in a box and taping it up and and saying, I'll deal with it later. But that is not the right way to do it, you guys. (laughs) That's not the best way about moving. Okay, the best thing about moving is truly purging. And this is very symbolic of what I like to try to do in my life, um, even when I'm not moving houses, right? We need to take time every so often. And I like to even do this quarterly. I I really run my life and business on 90-day cycles. Um, So I spend a lot of time every 90 days at the beginning of a new quarter or at the end of a quarter, reflecting and doing some, some looking back, looking ahead, dreaming, visioning, planning, all of those things. And in that process, you've got to do some purging. It kind of goes back to Becky's question from earlier, like, how did I make room for the book project when my plate was already so full? Well, I had to purge. I had to purge, right? And purging is such a powerful thing that we can't just go through life sweeping everything up in a box and taping it up and saying, I'll deal with it later because later never comes. And that box becomes like an elephant in the room, right? And so really taking time to, to purge, 
both literally when we moved and putting my hands on things and going through old paperwork and, you know, going through things like when we moved, some of the things that I came across were like things from my dad and my dad passed away coming up on two years ago. And I have a lot of his, you know, his things, like it's not material things. It's a lot of like papers and documents, like an old computer and just like weird things. Um, but you know, when I moved, I put my hands on every single one of those things. And it was, it was an opportunity for me to say, okay, can I let this go? Do I need to hang on to this piece of paper just because it was my dad's, you know, and it gave me an opportunity to be intentional about whether things stayed or whether they went away because I didn't want to do the, just the dump job of just stick it all in a box, tape it up and I'll deal with it later. Because then you end up paying storage fees for that, <laughs> you know, literally literal storage fees and then figurative storage fees and those storage fees add up. And so I was really, really intentional about that. And that's been one of my favorite things about moving. I, I really don't like to move. These, these moves are draining. They're hard. They're emotional. They're a pain in the ass, quite honestly, but they are really do. They really are good for allowing me the process of purging and it's a practice that we I think we should all put into our life and I like to do this um and I suggest you doing it too every 90 days like once a quarter breaking it up and doing some purging so there we go there we go so I've got a few follow-up um, questions that were shared in the community that I didn't address here, um, that I didn't even bring up here. I'm going to bring those forward in a future episode. I'm definitely going to do a future episode on outsourcing. I hope that you like this little mixed bag of nuts of mashup questions and answers and things that come forward from all of you. I appreciate your questions from the community. Thank you so much if for those of you that, that delivered a question that helped me out with uh, delivering a podcast episode today. We co-created this one together. So you get to take some ownership of this podcast episode because you were really the creative geniuses behind it because you really brought me some amazing questions to answer. And I loved all of them. I loved all of them. And I loved thinking about them today before getting on here to share my answers with you. Oh, light beamers, I just adore you. Gosh, we are doing amazing things. We are sharing our stories. We are being in conversation together inside our community. We are supporting each other, our causes and our and our projects. We are launching books on Amazon. We are writing future books. I mean, we already have our second batch of authors writing stories for book number two. We will be gathering soon um, this fall in person for our storytelling symposium. Yes, more details coming very, very soon. I mean, we are just doing amazing things. And I see all of you out there sharing your stories, tagging me on social, hashtagging light beamers or hashtagging I am a light beamer. And I see it, you guys. I see what you're doing. And I'm so proud of you. Gosh, it's just amazing what some of these women in the world are doing as a result of, of getting some help sharing their story. I just I love it. I love it so much. And I'm so thankful for all of you here listening. 
um, to this episode and all of our episodes and supporting this podcast, sharing it with your friends, inviting people to be a light beamer with you. Just thank you. My, my heart is so full and I am so full of gratitude um, today and especially writing off this week that we've had and just being here with you today and answering your questions and seeing, seeing the types of questions that you bring forward. They're so thoughtful and curious and I just, I love them. Love it so much. So thanks for being with me today on the Inside Story podcast. As always, I invite you to, to use this show and this podcast and our community at large to explore deeper the power of your story and ask yourself, are you sharing your story? And what might happen if you do share your story with other people? What would it feel like to go and shine a light into the world and to be a light beamer? That's my invitation to you. It's always my invitation to you. And as I leave you today, I want you thinking about the power of your story. I'll see you next time, light beamers. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.